What's going on guys? Austin here and in this video we are going to be taking a look at the NFL draft grades and all the C teams available in this year's draft according to me. Again remember the way I'm grading it is you know based on total picks, how you drafted for team need, who you drafted in the top 100, all of that. I'm not gonna you know if you only had four draft picks I'm not going to give you a special, oh, well, they, you know, they got good value for those four draft picks. No, you had, you had a bad draft because you only had four draft picks. Unless they were all in the first round, then, you know, you might have had a fantastic draft. But without further ado, let's get a look and see who our lowest graded C grade draft is. Right here, we've got the Los Angeles Rams. So... Uh, in the top 100 picks, they have absolutely nobody. Very similar to the Miami Dolphins, except the Los Angeles Rams are hosting the Lombardi Trophy, while the Miami Dolphins are not. So, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. They had eight total picks, which is a lot. That's a lot more total picks than most of the teams behind them, uh, which is why I have them this high. The Rams are very good at drafting players um in the later rounds and what they did this year is they absolutely drafted for need um they had eight total picks i believe they drafted you know two offensive linemen three players in the secondary uh a running back and then i don't remember what the other two were but they, i mean they might have drafted three three secondary players three offensive linemen running back and somebody else which I mean, that's exactly that's exactly where they're weak. They need a cornerback opposite Jalen. They need you know better safeties, and they need offensive line help because if we're being real here, their run game is actually pretty bad. Up next, we have the San Francisco 49ers, who had a couple picks in the top 100 and just a couple more, one more pick than the Los Angeles Rams. That's why they're just a little bit higher. Uh, at 61, their first draft pick, they drafted Drake Jackson. Uh, a defensive end out of UFC. And they have Tyrion Davis Price, the running back out of LSU, which I, it's kind of confusing why the 49ers would draft a running back because they seems like they get like six round running backs starting for them. I mean, last year they drafted, I think, Trey Sermon in the second round and Eli Mitchell in the sixth. And Trey Sermon got hurt and Eli Mitchell ended up starting all year. And it doesn't make sense. So, you know, I got to knock them for that. But they have nine total picks, a couple decent players, you know, edge, you know, somebody to play opposite. If they can find a consistent starter opposite Nick Bosa, that'd be good for them. But I can't put them any higher. Uh, also at C minus with, again, one extra pick, one more in the top 100, a little bit better for need, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they drafted Tyler Smith. I, a lot of people think they way overdrafted him. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tyler Linderbaum was available here, and he could have easily played guard. Um, defensive end, I mean, obviously, they need somebody to replace uh, Randy Gregory, and they need they, they need to somehow get a pass rush because Demarcus Lawrence isn't getting one. Uh, and then Jalen Tolbert, who I, th I thought was going to be drafted somewhere in the top 50, Going to 88, it's, it's a pretty pretty great spot right here. Um, overall, it's a decent draft for a team that had nine picks, but you would have wanted a little bit more impact, uh, you know, with this, you know, first, second round pick. 
Indianapolis Colts, they have eight total picks, one less than the Dallas Cowboys. However, they have four in the first round. I didn't really like their first two picks. Um, I wasn't a fan of Alec Pierce and Jelani Woods as much as, you know, some of their other uh, positional, I guess, opponents is what you'd call them. You know, uh, the guys who they're coming into the draft trying to you know compete with. Uh, what I loved was pick number 77, Bernard Raymond, uh, who I, I did not think that he would be available at pick 77. I'm not just being a homer right now. Uh, Bernard, I had as a, I, I think I had him graded as like a top 40 player in this year's draft. I thought if he didn't go to, uh, you know, any team in the first round that he would probably was going to get drafted to a team like, like Seattle in the second round or, you know, maybe, maybe a team like uh, the Dallas Cowboys who have lost offensive linemen, but he ended up dropping all the way to 77 and the Colts benefited from it. If we're, for being honest, wide receiver, tight end and safety, all positions of need. So in that top 100, they probably got, they probably got five starters here. Um, Bernard Raymond, who could come in and fill a role at left tackle for Eric Fisher, who I don't believe is coming back to the team. Excellent draft, just didn't have a didn't have a first round pick. Their their second round pick was pretty late, and so the overall total quality of these players is low. But as far as impact is concerned, they hit that part out of the park. We've got the Denver Broncos coming in just one spot ahead of them. They have nine picks, and I like their. I like their top 100 picks a little bit better than the Colts. I could see an argument about switching them, uh, but the Broncos, a lot of their great picks came in after the top 100 where it seemed like players fell to them. Again, I don't really like grading those players because it's, it's all a crapshoot for the most part. Uh, but Nick Benito, the defensive end out of Oklahoma, was a great pick to end the second round. And Greg Dulcich, as much as I didn't like him at tight end, I believe he's the second best tight end in the draft. And who the best is some might surprise some of you guys. Uh, but nonetheless, Denver Broncos coming in with a solid C. Cleveland Browns also getting a solid C. However, they had four top 100 pick or three top 100 picks, excuse me, nine total picks, just you know, upping the Broncos a little bit more. Uh, I have that pick 108 right there to emphasize that I think I think they get a steal. Um, there's going to be a couple more players drafted outside the top 100 that I'll also add to this list. Um, but they absolutely drafted for positions of need. Cornerback and defensive end definitely needed those positions. Um, honestly, the only the only hole on the offense, in my opinion, um, at this point, may be that guard spot that they're uh, not not guard spot. I think it's that center spot that uh, JC Treader left behind. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, David Bell at 99, I thought he, I thought he was going to be, you know, a, a mid to low second round pick. So getting him this low in the draft, I think it's a very good deal. Perry and Winfrey, the defensive tackle from Oklahoma, one of the better defensive tackles in the draft. There's actually a lot of good defensive players from Oklahoma that ended up coming out of this draft surprisingly, but Overall, I'd say they had an, an average draft, which, you know, is not easy to do when you don't have a lot of draft picks. They had nine total draft picks, but when your first draft pick, I think, was at like 40, 
seven or something like that. And they traded back for extra picks, which is a very dangerous proposition when you're already that far down in the draft. I think they did about as well as you could do. Oh, and by the way, they have Deshaun Watson on the roster. I've got the Arizona Cardinals with the C. Now I am including any players traded on draft day in with these rankings. So because Marquise Brown and a third round pick was acquired for their first round pick, I believe it was pick number 23. I'm going to include this in their draft grade. And that's a, that's a big part of the reason why they had a much higher grade um, because they have, they have that deep threat. They have their, um, I mean, let's see who would you want to call him. He, he's like a, like a meek Cole Hardman kind of player. Uh, you know, somebody who is just there to take the top off the defense and shift coverage just a little bit. Obviously he's not as good as Tyree kill. And I mean, he's not going to be, you know, a Deshaun Jackson, but he could probably be, you know, something about as good as Van Jefferson is in this, ro- in this roster. The part that I don't like is the rest of their, you know, top 100. They drafted Trey McBride at 55. Their, their first pick of the draft, they drafted a tight end, even though they just signed Zach Ertz to a three-year deal. And I think Zach Ertz is a very good tight end in this league. And, and as far as weapons go, I mean, they have weapons galore. They have DeAndre Hopkins. They have Rondell Moore. They have Zach Ertz. They have James Conner. Now they have Marquise Brown. What are you doing drafting a tight end at 55? You know, you, I mean, you could have an extra offensive lineman. You could have an extra DB. You could have a better defensive end there. You know, pick 87 was a defensive end and pick 100 was a defensive end edge rusher. This fit, the pick 55 at tight end is just, it's mind boggling to me. I don't know. Maybe they had, maybe they had a top, you know, 35 grade on him. I didn't, but neither here nor there. Um, Marquise Brown is definitely going to change the complexity of their offense. They had a lot of picks. They had eight picks and three in the top 100. They got future depth as well. So overall, average draft. Pittsburgh Steelers, who I, I really wanted to put them lower, but mainly because of their first round pick. I, I'm not a believer in Kenny Pickett. I think he's I think he's going to be a turnover prone version of Marcus Mariota, which a lot of you might consider to be already turnover prone. Um, Marcus Mariota is a lot more efficient than some of you might realize as far as touchdown to interceptions. But I mean, Kenny Pickett, he's, he's going to be the love child of, of Daniel Jones and Marcus Mariota. And it's not going to, it's not going to be pretty. Um, George Pickens at wide receiver is a great pick. Um, I mean, the Steelers always draft wide receivers well, and George Pickens coming out of Georgia, the number one wide receiver, uh, on that offense, which, I mean, we all know that team was about their defense, but very good wide receiver, especially to get at 52. Uh, DeMarvin Leal at defensive line. I mean, it is what it is. You know, somebody to play aside Cameron Hayward, somebody to eventually replace him. I think that they needed help uh, at defensive tackle and defensive end. We have players coming back from injury, but, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. And then Calvin Austin, the wide receiver from Memphis, he's a guy to look out for. He could end up being the best wide receiver that they take in this draft. Uh, he's, he's got all the physical traits. He's a, he's a big body, and he has incredible control over it. Like, imagine, imagine if a guy who is, I believe, 6'3", was running, you know, as crispy of a route 
as, you know, somebody who's like 5'11". It's like, that's what you're getting there. His ability to stop, pivot, shift his weight, change direction. It's really, really weird. Uh, plus, I mean, he's a big body. He can go up and he can get 50-50 balls. So as far as, as far as wide receivers go, excellent, excellent draft choices to Marvin Leal. You know, linemen always have the lowest bust rate. So those picks, especially in the top 100, they're always going to be slightly graded higher than other picks. But like I said, Kenny Pickett is just, I, I can't get behind it. I really can't. The Los Angeles Chargers get a C draft, mainly just because of their lack of high-end draft picks. Uh, you know, at pick number 17, they had they got Zion Johnson, who to me was the best non-pure center to play on the interior offensive line, which is very specific. I think Tyler Linderbaum was the best center. And then Zion Johnson was the best guard or center combo in the draft. Um, and it really just goes to solidify how good this Chargers offensive line is going to be. They have Corey Lindsley. They have Rashawn Slater. They have uh, Matt Filer. Now they have Zion Johnson. So, I mean, they have, they're going to have two top five players at their position in in uh, Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley. I don't know if maybe, maybe Rashawn's not top five, but they have a top two guy at center, top three guy at center. They're going to have a top 10 guy at left tackle. They're going to have a top 10, 12 guy at right tackle, Zion Johnson. I'd imagine he'd play left guard. He could easily end up being a top 15 guy right away. Uh, JT Woods at safety who is going to play opposite Derwin James and take much less of a load. So Derwin can play much closer to the line. Uh, this is, I mean, at 79, what are you going to do? Baylor has some good secondary players. So I like the pick. And then Isaiah Spiller, the running back out of Texas A&M, he could end up being a steal who, you know, he could end up taking over that running back room, you know, after, you know, Eckler and, can't think of the other guy's name. Is it Josh? It's not Josh Jackson. He's in the NBA, uh, but somebody, whoever that next guy is, he could easily end up being the next guy in this room. So I think at pick 123, Isaiah Spiller was a pretty good steal. Uh, and then I believe my last C graded draft is the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't have as many picks. They had three picks in the top 100. Uh, they had 31, 60, 95. And I loved all these picks. Dax Hill out of Michigan, he's going to be an incredible pick. He is going to be a, I almost said Kevin King. Definitely not Kevin King. Um, he's going to be a Micah Hyde type of player, the other Green Bay defensive back. He's going to be a Micah Hyde type of player where, oh, you want him to play nickel corner? That's fine. You want him to play, uh, you know, slot corner? That's fine. You want him to play on the X receiver? That's fine. You want him to play free safety? Perfect. You want him to play strong safety? Sure whatever you want him to do, you know, he's, he's coming out of college. I think he's a more pro ready version of what Jabril Preppers was for that mission, that same Michigan team, honestly, uh, Cam Taylor Britt cornerback out of Nebraska. Again, I, I was harping on it all, all process throughout the draft is that the Cincinnati Bengals were, were going to go for a guy to play opposite Eli Apple to eventually take his job. I thought they were going to take Kyir Elam, they ended up waiting for that pure cornerback until the second round. And they also got an overall everywhere, do it all defensive back in the first round. 
Uh, and then Zachary Carter, the defensive tackle from Florida. I, I don't know much about him. Don't know how good he's going to be. But like I had said earlier with the, with the Steelers, uh, big guys, trench guys tend to bust less. So, I mean, there's a good chance that he just ends up being a decent starter. Six total picks isn't great, but I think their first two, they did an incredible job of filling needs and getting good players. Don't know if I have another C, C grade left. Okay. Um, I should, I should have more. I should have more. I'm not sure. But so anyway, so here are the Buffalo Bills. They had eight total draft picks, three in the top 100. Very good spots too. They had pick 23, 63, and 89 for a team who seems to have almost zero, zero holes in it. I honestly believe that the only hole on the team is just an elite running back, especially a pass catching running back. Uh, Kair Alam, who is now going to be playing opposite of Tredavious White, and he's going to have Micah Hyde back there. And I know they have another all-pro safety who – his name escaping me right now, and I feel bad, but shout-out to that guy. So their secondary could easily be the best in the league. Their pass rush, their, their defensive line uh, from defensive end, tackle, tackle, end, they have the most versatility – uh, like every single one of their guys is playing like the least amount of snaps as possible because they have like six or seven deep. Now they added Von Miller. And so their pass rush is good. Uh, Terrell Bernard, who, you know, linebacker out of Baylor, he's going to be like that middle linebacker, not the edge linebacker. Um, that'll be interesting to see if and how he can develop with that Buffalo defense. Cause the better that defense is around him, the easier his job is going to be and the the more gradually he can step into that role and learn the NFL game. Plus, I mean, Sean McDermott, excellent coach. He'll definitely be able to help him there. What I'm mostly interested in is that pick at 63, James Cook. I, I want to know what type of running back the little brother of Dalvin Cook is going to be like, you know, um, if I mean, if he can be 80 percent of what Dalvin Cook is. He's going to win the starting job, no problem. Uh, now, he didn't come into this draft as one of the top running backs. I mean, you know, the top running backs were Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. I wanted the Buffalo Bills to go for Kenneth Walker in the second round, somewhere around, uh, you know, the higher, higher picks, you know, somewhere around 38. I, I wanted them to trade up to go for it because I think that would have almost perfectly completed this roster. But Nonetheless, they went for a running back. They went for one they liked. They went for a cornerback. And this team is set up amazing moving forward. All right. I almost had the Jacksonville Jaguars in at a C. I've got them in at a B. We'll hear from them next in our B video. But until then, be sure to like and subscribe. Let me know if your team was in this video. What do you think of it? If your team wasn't, uh, let me know who is your favorite pick out of all these guys. Who was your least favorite pick? Do I have any team overrunded, underrated? Whatever it is, let me know in the comments, and I'll see you soon.